It's time to rethink everything, to redo the rulebook, to explore smarter ways to work and rediscover what's possible. Time for a fresh take on how technology and creativity are changing the way work gets done. Welcome to The Big Rethink. I'm your host, Barry Ross, and today's episode discusses a very American institution in a very unconventional time. Our topic is about voting in the time of COVID. Starting in the 2016 elections, roughly 25% of Americans voted by mail. If you believe the experts, and I do, there may be a 50% increase of mail-in ballots due to COVID. These are huge numbers, huge numbers when you're talking about tens of thousands of registered voters all voting by mail. Our guest, Frederick Sherman, National Sales Manager for Panasonic's Document Imaging Group. He's gonna discuss with us today how signature verification technology can support our new voting normal. Fred, welcome to the show. Thanks, Barry, happy to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you. This is gonna be a real timely conversation. Uh, so let's hit it. Uh, so prior to 2019, what was driving mail-in voting? I think prior to, yeah, to 2019, most everything that was driving was just what we would call absentee ballots. Most, if you were going to be out of town on vacation, if you were uh, uh, moving to Florida for the winter, uh, or if you're in college out of state, you would uh, fill out the absentee that you uh, request from your uh, board of elections uh, and to be able to uh, vote in that election as you're out of town. But that was the most significant portion of any absentee or mail-in balloting, balloting uh, prior to 2019. And, and so you saw that growing from what you've seen and what you do. That's been a, a slowly growing trend, I guess, from 2016, right, all the way through now. Is that correct? Yeah, it's been changing uh, over the years anyway. Uh, a lot of people are, are more apt to uh, um, trusting the mail-in ballot and, and absentee. So I think it was increasing from the 2016 onward, even pre-COVID. Yeah, so that's something to, to track. I mean, especially now. And so, you know, we briefly discussed, right, uh, existing technology, which is important, like these stamp machines, uh, these hand wand scanners. So in your opinion, what technology is being used to capture, you know, mail-in voting signatures now? Uh, today, for most of the, the counties, there's 3,400 counties in the United States. Most wow. of the counties are smaller. Uh, you know, you have 70 or 80 that have million uh, plus people in the county, but the smaller ones are, are doing it all manually, meaning that mm. they're, the, the ballots are coming in. Uh, a person uh, is hands uh, touching those, uh, stamping those with the, the date and time that they were received, um, potentially passing that on to the next person in line that's going to use a handheld barcode reader to scan the barcode. That in turn brings up that signature uh, to be able to validate that manually. Uh, very, very manual process and time consuming process. Yeah, it definitely sounds like it's labor intensive. And, and so someone physically has to touch each one of these ballots. Is that what I'm hearing? Yes, it gets passed on. It could be five or six different people touching that ballot. Wow. And so, so I think, you know, I think you showed me some good stats. And so we're talking about, you know, uh, using a, a county as any county or state as a use case. You know, tell me what are some pain points that you're seeing that a county or state normally faces with all these mail-in ballots? Uh, time is the big one, right? It, uh, they all have uh, cutoffs of when they have to submit ballots uh, and the, the 
the votes uh, and calculate those ballots. Uh, so what we've seen uh, with majority of counties is they can process about 50 incoming mail-in ballots per hour with the manual intensive process they currently have. Um, you know, with the two, three, four, five times as many ballots going to come in this year as in years past, they just don't have one the manpower to do it, uh, or two the time to to meet the deadlines uh, to be able to submit ballots. And, and so, those, those, so that's an important distinction when you're talking about deadlines. Do those deadlines vary? Does it have to be within a number of hours or days? Like, what's your sense there? Yeah, we're seeing it change. You know, um, you know, in some pr some of the primaries with the influx of mail-in ballots, you've had um, you know seven p.m. is a lot of times is a cutoff. Uh, mm -hmm. We've had um, people have to get court orders to be able to extend that the same day as a, a primary uh, to be able to extend when they can uh, turn in their ballots. We had uh, some counties uh, up till five and six in the morning uh, submitting wow. their ballots for the primaries. And so does that vary by state, you know, whether or not, you know, the time cut off or extensions? I mean, what, what's your sense there? Yeah, it's uh, and interesting that each state, each county, there can be counties right next to each other in states and uh, ha they have different parameters, uh, different processes that they and different cutoffs they have. So it's it's every single one is unique. Um, and, wow. and we have to take that individually when we talk to each county of, of you know, doing that due diligence to find out when when they need to have everything submitted, uh, what their uh, issues are of potentially overcoming that. Well, you know, my sense is I'm glad I don't have your job because I, I, I suspect you're going to be very busy uh, this coming fall. And I know you're smiling right now, but uh, let's just remember that. So, so let's flash forward now, right? I mean, here's the big discussion point. You know, it's 2020, it's an election year, right? We're approaching November. And so if we take and think about that 50% increase number, right? Right. Assuming that 50% increase in mail-in ballots, what is a county or state's concern? Uh, to be able to process them, right? It's, um, you know, we, we can kind of take it's a numbers game, right? To help potentially get them in the right solution of potentially how many stations they need and things like that. Um, you know, taking their registered voters, uh, try to, you know, come up with that magic number of how many do you think will be the mail-in ballots this year with that increase. Wow. Um, each county is going to be different. So, um, you know, maybe some counties had 10,000 mail-in ballots in 2016, and they're expecting 60 or 70,000 potentially more this year. Um, you know, one thing is the manual process. The other thing is uh, when you look at counties, you know, they hire a lot of people this time of year mm. uh, to help process that. And a lot of these board election rooms are smaller. Um, one, one county in California has 25 stations set up uh, to where they would bring in uh, people, uh, temporary employees to help process. But with COVID rules, they can't have those people as close together. So they can only hire five or six people this year instead of the 25 or 30. So that adds another um, issue that we need to help them overcome to be able to process the increase in ballots. And so the counties are hiring now. Is that what I heard? I mean, is there a lot of pre-planning involved? It sounds like there is. Oh, absolutely. You know, with the bigger elections, uh, you know, they they have that uh, pre-planning. They're already getting things out there to hire hire staff to be able to uh, help with this time. Uh, but usually about 30, 35 days in advance is when they can start getting the mail-in ballots. So that's when the new people will start coming in, the temporary people coming in. But as stated, you know, instead of being able to hire 25 or 30 extra people, they can only hire five or six this year. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot to think about. Not just the time frame, like from a, a project management standpoint, but right. also like, you know, hiring, like resourcing. Yep. And so let's talk a little bit about, right, 
Panasonic's signature verification solution? Like, like what is it? What are the components? Yeah, we worked with uh, kind of the best in class out there to, from a software standpoint and a signature verification. So it, it, it's a, when you're looking at the whole process um, from the, the stamping of, of the, the time and data is received to the manual uh, hand wand scanner, you know, our process brings in a ballot uh, scanner that can scan the front and back of the ballot. So it doesn't really matter where that signature is in the yeah. barcode. Our, our software can pick that up. It just pulls that signature off, reads the barcode to be able to match that person up with uh, their signature on file, whether that signature came from their request of the absentee ballot or uh, their DMV signature and things like that. So it goes through the scanner uh, very quickly, uh, pulls all that information off. The scanner actually has an imprinter on it that stamps that date and time and a batch code. So if they're scanning 100 ballots at a time, it takes it over to the software. It's going to pull that signature, then also pull the reference signature from whatever file they have, compare those. Uh, it gives a score to those. Um, whether it's verified, uh, if it meets the criteria of the score, it, it moves on the system without any person touching that. Um, so let's say out of 100 that it's scanned, maybe two of the signatures didn't match, and, and that user can do one of two things. They're sitting in front of a computer, they're gonna be able to click on that one that didn't match, and it'll have still both signatures up there. They can, at that point, look at the computer screen and see, yep, that is the right signature. It just may be the signature that on file had their middle initial, uh, the signature on the ballot did not, uh, and we can hit, hit a button and, and move that on through the process. If they do need to manually verify that and pull the ballot, again, it, it puts the batch code on there so they can manually go pull you know, out of 100 and that was number 47, they can go back and pull number 47 and verify that uh, manually. So it streamlines that process and less people touching the ballots. You know, it's interesting because to me, you know, in that summary, the one thing I'd look for is, you know, how I can, you know, hopefully reduce my expenses or costs, especially when times when, you know, budgets are super tight, right? You know, given the economy. And so that, that kind of leads me to my next uh, question, right? We always talk about like, you know, hey, there's certain benefits that address, you know, a county or state's problems. So, you know, in this case, with absentee ballots, right, and verification of signatures, we talk about speed, right, accuracy, security. And so with speed, like, what's the data behind that benefit? We're talking about processing ballots per hours, right? Yeah, we're talking about ballots per hour. So like I mentioned before, a manual process, you can get 40 to 50 probably done in an hour. It's what we've we've had some of our end users and counties that have had this system for a couple years. Um, with our system, it's well over a thousand per hour, wow. so it, it you know it's tenfold, twentyfold times as, as quickly as you can get those through. So, you know maybe as we mentioned before, there's that thirty day window that they'll start getting mail in ballots, and you know thirty days out they might get five hundred or a thousand that day. But as it gets closer to the election, that's when you're going to start seeing ten to fifteen thousand come in, um, and you know doing 50 per hour, you're going to get behind pretty quickly. Um, but being able to do a thousand per hour can keep you caught up and ahead of the game. And, and so that other benefit, accuracy, we talk about verifying someone's signature. You talk a little bit about that, but that's also important, right? I mean, checking against other databases, DMVs as such. Uh, are there any metrics behind that in terms of like the benefit? 
Yeah, it's going to, you know, the, the we use a, a third party, Periscripts, who's the, the forefront leader in, in the world, really, in signature verification. And it's a science. And, you know, the big thing is you know, some data that I've learned over the last few years on the signature verification is if you personally sign your name 100 times, it's going to be different 100 times. You can't personally sign your name the, the exact same. So there's there is that science behind and a lot of a lot of um, um, research to uh, figure out the loops and the the curves and, and to be able to verify those signatures based on the knowledge that not not one signature is going to be the same. That's so interesting because I, I can tell you I, my signature varies day to day. Yes. You know, depending on you know what I do you know five hours before so. And so lastly, that's, cause I think the last benefit is you know, supremely important as well, you know, the security. The ballots are scanned and imprinted with you know, date and timestamps. What's the data behind that, the importance? The important, it, you know, a lot with security today. We see that in the news and, and the risks and things like that. So this provides an audit trail. Uh, you'll have in your system that you, that electronic copy of that ballot that was scanned the date and time uh, and gives you the ability to go back and verify if someone questions something. Um, the security we've added on to the solution, a terminal. Uh, we use our, our Panasonic Toughbook as that terminal to process. It has the image already in, uh, with the software on that when it gets delivered to the customer. Um, and it's the same system that's used in the same computer that are, is used with uh, in our federal government. Uh, very secure environment. You know, these, these don't have radio on them, meaning they don't have Wi-Fi and Bluetooth, mm. so nothing outside can touch that computer or any outside interference. So it's a very inclusive uh, solution uh, that uh, security is at the top of our level and, and, and top of our mind share, and, and customers need that, uh, and they, they want that complete secure solution. Yeah, sure, no doubt. And I'm sure all three of these things, speed, accuracy, and security are going to come up time and time again as we get closer to November. So. We've talked about what we have in terms of a solution. We've talked about what counties are, are seeing in the here and now in terms of technology. So from your standpoint, what does the future look like for signature verification and mail-in voting? Well, I think it'll become a standard in all reality, right? Once someone does that... Um you know, it's, it's just like everything else evolves. Um, you know, if people feel comfortable with it, see how easy it is to do it. Uh, I, I believe we're not going to go back to 2016 levels uh, just after COVID's over and the 2024 election or any future elections. I think you're going to see the high level or and the high high amount of mail-in ballots. Uh, so I don't think I don't see it going back down by any means. As it'll become that comfort comfort level, uh, and people are just getting used to that's the new normal. Mm, that makes sense. So that is the new normal is what you're saying exactly, right? We expect more mail-in ballots. So one last question. Uh, it's a question I always ask everyone. Uh, it may or may not have anything to do with your job or, you know, your day to day. But you know, what do you love most about you know your occupation? Oh, that's a good question. Um, it, every day is different, right? So, you know, Panasonic's been great to me personally and professionally. I, I, you know, I love working for them. You hear the, the bleed blue thing. And I, I think I have that, you know, true, very true from my, my point of view. But, um, you know, we've got some great technology here for, for us shifting from more of a, a hardware manufacturer to the solutions, just like we have here with the uh, mail and ballot solution. Uh, it, it's a lot more fun day in and day out to have these conversations with customers 
customers and your partners to to be able to deliver something new and 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 it's a completely different conversation. So for me, that's exciting to to have that flexibility that Panasonic gives us to to hey, go find out the best in class, go find out what's going to help your customers, and and we can potentially implement that. And we've done a great job of that. So for me, it's uh you know each day is a, a new and exciting uh, day. Uh, but that's you know love love who I work with and and love the company. So it's a uh, it's a it's a great place to work for me. You know, Fred, I just want to say it's been great having you on the show. I want to thank you for your time. You know, I know you're a busy guy. You know, so thanks for being here. Yeah, absolutely. I, I appreciate it. It's a it's a great message that we have, great solution, and, and uh, I look forward to uh, hearing back from anyone that has any further questions. Yeah, rest assured, I'm sure we'll be talking again post November yeah. when you've had a chance to uh, take a quick <laughs> vacation, maybe detox a bit. Yeah. Absolutely. And for our listeners, yeah. I, you know, I think that's it for us. Uh, that was another episode of A Big Rethink. Remember, it's your right to vote and have that vote count. Our only hope is that you just do it safely. Until next time, I'm Barry Ross. 